0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Appreciate you tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter, at Full Count Chaos. Send me an email, Chaos at gmail.com. Head over to iTunes if you like the show. Send me a five-star review. Always appreciate it. Received a lot of compliments from last week's episode. Have Bob Phelan from The Verge Podcast call in. Uh, They talk all about the uh, Orioles minor league system. And I just wanted to bring them along. We've just been witnessing a shit show for so long. I tried to bring some smiles to our faces and remind us that some of the players are going to come up the Orioles organization and help the Orioles win some games, and have a winning season. So Bob calls in. It was a great episode. I think it was called Bring Him Up. If you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and tune in. Uh, great job by Bob. Really appreciate him calling in. And I'm sure we'll have him on again once these players that he talked about, see if they come up. I'll be like, damn, dude, you were right. They are helping the Orioles continue to win. But right now, just a continue uh, shit bag of, of baseball. So I have a couple emails I want to get to tonight. One is... Uh, <laughs> Very angry, angry Orioles fan. And I get it. A lot of that's going around. Going to get to that. Going to discuss what the hell, what the fuck happened this week with the Orioles? Such a dysfunctional team. I swear to shit, love my Orioles, but how the hell did they pull off what they pulled off? And it was great. You know, we forgot what happy feels like. I forgot what it's like to turn off an Orioles game, go up, go to sleep, and have a smile on my face. My wife's like, what got, what got into you? Why are you all smiles? Well, the Orioles won. She's like, what? I didn't even think that still existed. Said, Yep. They won. They not only won, but they swept the bitches. Let's go celebrate. All right. Before we get on a roll here, Spotify, Green Room app, live audio only sports talk platform, folks, free to download. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join. By the way, it's free. There you have it, folks. Take advantage of it, please. All right, so here we go. Starting off the week. The Orioles are going into Houston. If you're like me, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch this shit. It's going to be a bad series. I I, I just, I enjoy watching the Orioles play baseball, but I enjoy even more when they win. So I'm like, why the hell would I tune in? Well, of course the Orioles sweep one of the top teams in baseball in their home stadium. Are you shitting me? The Orioles, uh, they're completely bipolar. I'm proud of my dysfunctional team beating the dog shit out of these cheating bitches. And that's basically what we can get excited about these days for the Orioles. You know, embarrassing a good team like the Astros and watching all the memes the Orioles fans post on the opposing team's Twitter after a loss. I've mentioned that before. If you want to be entertained even after a game and the Orioles win, go on the Twitter account of the opposing team. Just watch all the fans upload some funny-ass shit. There's some funny people out there. And I think the uh, whoever runs the Orioles' Twitter account got in on that. They were posting some good memes but you know then they go to Anaheim everyone gets on their knees for Otani Jesus look I the guy is one of the greatest baseball players that we're watching ever and we're witnessing it and I should you know I guess we should feel special what we're witnessing fuck that you know I know I'm just being biased because he's not on the Orioles if he was on the Orioles oh my god I'd be dreaming about him. I'd sleep with his poster in my bed. I'd frame it. I'd cuddle it. I'd sing him to sing a little song to bed, whisper in his ear. I know things would get creepy. It would get weird if Otani was on the Orioles. I would love it. Guy's an absolute freak of all freaks. And he single-handedly beat the Orioles Thursday night. Was that Thursday? Or no, it was Friday night. Eight to seven. Unfortunately, even when the Orioles were up six to two, I was like, "Something." I don't know. Aiken pitch or... um. Sorry, not Aiken. Who the hell was pitching that night? Yeah, it was Aiken. Yeah. yeah but when he was pitching, I'm like, I, I just, the, the lead doesn't feel safe. It was just something in the air. You could feel it in your gut. It was not a safe lead. Fortunately, that's what happened. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, by the way, I did want to make sure, just to remind you, I feel like your parents want to make sure you have a safe 4th of July. But please, please be safe out there. You know, after COVID, everyone's getting out now. The restrictions are away. Everyone's got their shot. Let's party up. Just please be safe. That's all I'm going to say. You know, most likely you'll be tuning in into this episode after all the hot dogs are gone and the red, white, and blue Budweiser cans are empty. Why do people buy those shitty cans? You know, you show up at the party. Hey, check out these cans. "Ah, American flag, red, white, and blue. I'm like, yeah, you're still holding shitty beer in your hand and it tastes like piss. It's 108 degrees outside and you want me to taste... Gross beer because it has American flag on it. Like, I I don't care if the bottle is is turquoise on July 4th, buy good beer. (laughs) Uh, You know, if it's, if it's the money thing, call me, call me the day before I'll throw you, I'll I'll send you uh, some money on Venmo, get some good beer. I I don't care that there's uh, the cans, red, white, and blue, or it's got fireworks on the can, get better beer. I know I sound like a grumpy old guy, you know, get off my lawn kind of moment, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I go over people's houses. They have good beer, good food. But 4th of July, everyone just shits the bag with what, the, what they uh, are serving their guests. All right, is that too much to ask? Again, I'm okay. If it's a peach-colored can I'm holding on 4th of July, I'm not going to go, what the fuck kind of party is this? Where are the cans with the red, white, and blue on them? I'll be all right. And parades, by the way, I went to a parade. I grew up in a uh, small town, small town, grew up uh, Catonsville, and they always throw a 4th of July parade. I just remember being a kid. I mean, the parades were so exciting. You would hear the um, marching band and, and clowns uh, on stilts juggling uh, flames or whatever the hell, you know, like eight bowling balls and. It's just, it was just a big party. It was fun. And now it's just a bunch of convertibles with an ad taped to the side of the car. You know, if you need car insurance, call Mike Schatzenberg. Like, wait a minute. What? And it's like him and his son in the convertible just waving to people. It was, it was an hour of a commercial driving by one or two fire engines. Okay. That was neat. Other than that. What 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 are we doing here? What are we doing? Everybody's advertising the real estate company, attorneys. I, I don't get it. Maybe it was like that even when I was a kid growing up many years ago. But boy, the parades are getting lazy now. And something needs to get fixed. I, I don't even think I, I watched the whole thing. We just wound up turning around, walking back. <laughs> My parents live nearby where the parade is. We just walked back. I'm like, all right, well... I know what to do if I need car insurance. I know who to call about an attorney. If, if my house catches on fire, I know who to call. Like, what the hell was that? Bring the entertainment back. It was just a long ad. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like a, uh, a grumpy dude on this podcast. Maybe uh, just tired. The Orioles are putting me in a bad mood now. Everything I talk about, I'm just like, eh, eh. Anyway, uh, let me start with this email that I received. His name's Chuck. I think this was before the Astros series when everyone kind of cooled off. When the Orioles swept the Astros, people started cooling off a little bit. Started seeing people on Twitter. They were all getting along. The text I was getting, it was friendly text. Everyone just kind of cooled off for a little bit. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this email, <coughs> excuse me, came in before that series. This guy, uh, his name is Chuck. Chuck feels Elias is definitely tanking to get first round picks. I hear that a lot all the time. I think I even talked about it a couple weeks ago. I, I just, I can't jump on board, but anyway, let me get to his email here. He says, uh, Elias is using the shitty rebuild excuse to tank every game. He knows fans will be a little more forgiving when he uses the word rebuild after losing a hundred games in a row. Says Elias is not proving he's capable of rebuilding this team to win a world series. We should be seeing winning baseball by now. You're exactly right. When you say they should be giving the fans a little more excitement with the players, they put on the field in the meantime, this is a disgrace. That's from Chuck. Appreciate it. Chuck. Oh, Chucky. Oh, Chuck from Bel Air. Sorry. I didn't see that. Bel Air. I talked to uh, some guy the other day. He kept saying Blair, Blair road, is it Blair road, B L A I R. Oh, Blair road. Yeah. But, Oh, and I finally figured out, oh, you're saying Bel Air, and I should know that, being from Baltimore, that's how we say it, Blair Road. I don't know. Anyway, that was a good story, right? Glad you told it on the show there, Nate. So, again, Chucky, or Chuck, I'm sorry, uh, I know you feel frustrated, <laughs> a, lot of yang- a lot of anger for many years. Thank you for the email. Um... I, uh, by the way, someone sent me a text earlier. The Orioles did not finish above fourth place in the AL East 16 times since the year 2000. (laughs) I just wrote back. Thanks for the reminder. I think it came in like minutes after I was reading this email. I'm like, all right, God, the Orioles just swept the Astros. Let's bring a little happy back into our lives. But look, Chuck, you absolutely have the right to be upset and frustrated watching this team go out night after night losing over and over, playing terrible baseball. Okay, I'm not arguing with that, though. The Orioles are the only team, you got to remember something here, the only team to have swept two division leaders this season, Red uh, Red Sox in the beginning of this season, first three games in the Astros. How about that, huh? There's some smiles you can put in your Cheerios in the morning. But, of course, I'm right there with you. I don't want to see this garbage night after night, year after year. It's hard. It's tough. Uh, But... Look, I was half kidding about putting out a better team in the meantime. I was making a joke how 65 wins would help us feel better than watching 55 wins. But in reality, I get, and I explain this, why Elias isn't going to sign a hot shot just to win an extra 10 games. It's just not going to happen. That's not in his blueprint. So, (laughs) you know, I, I get you're jumping on board. Hell yeah, Nate. I agree with you yeah, let's, let's, let's sign a big-time player to win 10 more games. Look, I'm all for it. If that's what he wants to do, I'm not going to sit here and go, hey, wait a minute, we're on a rebuild. We're supposed to be tanking. No, let's do it. If it wins an extra 5, 10, 15 games, I'm all for it. Okay, doesn't get us in the playoffs, but it makes us happier 10 more times than we would have. So, again, Chuck, I appreciate the, uh, the, the, the kind words of backing me up on that, but I, I was kind of half-kidding. General managers, managers, owners of ball clubs. I mean, look, they all have huge egos. They all want to win. They all want to be able to brag about what they're doing. Are you kidding me? And Michael Elias rebuilding and winning at the same time? Shit. It's just unfortunately a a big, huge combination of a lot of shit that's not going well. It's a a giant fuck bucket. You know, nobody counted on pitching to be this bad. Of course, when they put this team together this year, I don't think they thought the pitching was going to lead them to the World Series. But the pitching prospects and the pitchers from trades a couple years ago, they just don't look promising. Dean Kramer, Zach Lowther, Hunter Harvey can't shake the injury bug. Matt Harvey, I know he's not one of the young guys. No need to elaborate on him with, with uh, what's going on. Basically, every single start except Means just com- completely sucks ass. And Means injury, he's put a damper on the momentum. And Keegan Aiken, get your shit together, kid. They put a stat up the other night while he was pitching. It said his first three starts, he had a 263 ERA, OPS of 693. And uh, he was given up about one home run per nine innings. The last three innings, he has an ERA of 1221. OPS is 1.070. And he's given up close to almost three home runs per nine innings. So he needs to clean it up a little bit as well. That's definitely not helping. Again, pitching wins World Series, in my opinion. I don't care what kind of lineup you have. If you don't have pitching who can keep leads, forget about it. It's going to be like pulling hair every fucking night to keep a uh, a lead going. Orioles don't have a, a, a freaking closer. At one time, there was not one O starter below six ERA, except John Means. I mean, Jorge Lopez right now is the only one below a six ERA who's starting for the Orioles. But I've said it before on here. I just can't jump on the thought of thinking Elias is just tanking to get first round picks, 60% first round picks, make it to the major leagues and work out. I don't know. Maybe of, of course, he knew that this was not going to be a good team and he's going to get some high picks. And I'm, I'm sure that has a, a lot to do with what's happening. So I'm sure him knowing he's probably going to get fairly high picks. He's looking down the list and seeing the best players to bring on the oils to get us moving along. All right, I want to, uh, speaking of moving along, want to get to another email that came in, our good friend uh, Kevin from Perry Hall. He says, I hope you're doing well. I'm glad you had Bob on your podcast this week. I discovered The Verge like two months ago, and they do great work. He says, I've been going to my steady stream of home games and continue to see losses. (laughs) We all are, Kevin, we all are. He continues with, we went to Norfolk, and they lost as well, but the saving grace is I'm 4-0 at Bowie Games, and they are fun to watch. With the draft two weeks away, do you think they're going to go high school shortstop, or will they uh, be bold and take the top college hitter who happens to be a catcher? Not sure if we will be available. Uh, He ends with, someone recently pointed out the year after Weir's, we went Mattis instead of taking Posey. Oh, I could have been right. Great work as always. Kevin, always appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, the Mattis versus Posey. Yeah, of course. It would have been fantastic to have uh, old Buster on the Orioles. But having Brian Mattis, I, I think maybe the Orioles were sitting there going, the organization was going, you know, we're going to need a left-hander to get out David Ortiz later in his career. And, and the last couple seasons, Brian Mattis was on the Orioles. That's basically what they used him for every time we played Boston. You know, I think they would just fly Brian Mattis out to Boston if we were playing him in two weeks. We're like, look, just stay up in the hotel. When we get to Boston, I'm sure we're going to use you a few times when uh, Ortiz comes up to bat. <laughs> That's basically what they used him for. But, yeah, that that, that one stings a little bit because uh, Buster Posey would have definitely been a good player to have on the Orioles. And, yeah, what, what could have been. As far as the draft goes, I mean, everything that I'm seeing and reading and the writing on the wall, Khalil Watson, shortstop Wake Forest, if he's still on the board. If not, there's other names that they were looking at. Sale Freelick, Kumar Rocker. Harry Ford, but I know a lot of people are screaming for the Orioles to grab Jack Leiter. I just, you know, he, I don't, he's not going to be on the board. I mean, Pirates or the Rangers or somebody's going to obviously pick him up. I'd be shocked if Leiter was still on the board when the Orioles were picking. And if that was the case and the Orioles didn't pick him, I would be pretty upset. <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, that, that's what it's looking like. Khalil Watson probably, were, or most likely, who knows with these drafts. We don't know. We don't know what Elias has up his sleeve, uh, but again, Khalil Watson, shortstop, Wake Forest is probably. I'm putting my money on is what it's looking like. So Kevin, always appreciate the email, writing in. I'm glad that you're still keeping an eye on the Orioles, and uh, you know, checking out Norfolk and all that good shit. And yeah, I'm glad you uh, found that po- the podcast, The Verge. Uh, they do a good job. They do. They do great work talking all about the Orioles minor league system. Check them out. All right, on this show, you always know I'm looking out for you folks. want to save you some money and get you involved in some cool shit. The summer is here. I'm sure you've already fired up the grill, so why not go and visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD. S is in steaks, D is in damn good. Uh, Enjoy their butter, tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together. Again, by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com, get 15% off your order, and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Check them out. Uh, Can we talk about Ryan Mountcastle for a second, this sexy beast? Holy hell. I just want to talk about something positive for just a second. All right? Uh, American League June Rookie of the Month. The guy's been killing it. In April and May, he had 49 games. Batting average was uh, 226. OPS was 628. He had five home runs and 21 RBIs. In June, he's played 26 games. His batting average is 327. His OPS is 1.015. He's hit nine home runs and he has 26 RBIs. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Hey, I mean, Monday night, Zach Cranky had him 0 2. And Ryan Mountcastle just completely destroyed it opposite field home run. And he's just got quick hands like uh, Ben McDonald was saying. He's he's just got one of the quickest hands in baseball right now that he's seen. And when pitchers make a mistake, Mountcastle's going to make them pay. And he's starting to be, if not already, that player that when he steps into the batter's box, everyone sits still. Nobody leaves the room. They want to see what's about to happen. Look, he had eight walks in 266 plate appearances. This past week, he had a walk in each game. That was nine games in a row, and he's also laying off the slider down and away. He doesn't look like on the first pitch. He starts swinging before the ball is even uh, released. So it's fantastic. It's great. I'm happy for him that he got the American League Rookie of the Year, uh, Rookie of the Month. Yeah, he should be Rookie of the Year. So I'm just enjoying watching Mountcastle. So then they go on Monday. Playing Houston. Here comes a, a shitty-ass series is what I was saying. But I watched it, and I loved every moment of it. They uh, win the opener 9-7. to I'm sure the uh, Houston players and fans are probably thinking, all right, thank goodness that we get to see the Orioles. We get to get three quick wins, move up in the division. They're already in the lead, but they'll spread it out a little bit, feel a little more comfortable. Nope. Season high. A season high, by the way, for the Orioles. Ten walk night for the Oriole pitchers, and they still wind up winning. The offense for the Orioles on fire. They were down two to one going into the fifth on Monday. Would have bet all the money in the world the game was over going into the sixth inning. Down two to one. Call me whatever negative name you can think of. Ninety nine percent, I'm sure, felt the same exact way playing Houston. Fifth game, only got about four innings to go. They're down 2-1. to one. O's wind up taking the lead 4-2. to two. Oh, shit. What's going on here? And then An- Astros tie that bitch up 4-4. Four, four. Shit, game over. Never mind. <laughs> but the game is tied, Nate. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you so negative? Just who I am, I've told you. In sports, my name's Negative Nate. Hayes, two-run home run. Boom! Broke that 4-4 four, four, uh, in the ninth inning. Halston A's was six for 12 in the Houston series with two home runs and four runs, uh, six RBIs. It was tied four, four, all the way to the ninth. Those scored five in the top of the ninth, shocked the entire stadium. All 30,000 fans quickly shut the hell up. Ninth got a little dicey, but they, uh, <laughs> they figured it out. The Orioles had 15 hits. Granke pitched only five innings and only five is pretty impressive when you think what kind of lineup he was pitching against. So, Granky may have been going in there. Of course, he's not going to say it or ever admit it, but he's probably going, I think I am going to pitch possibly a no-hitter or at least a complete game. And I, I wouldn't have been surprised if, uh, if that's what he did. Four hours and 19 minutes was how long that damn game was. Tuesday, Astros are probably thinking, okay, let's not let that bullshit happen again, all right? It's professional sports. It happens, but but not again. We're, we're talking about the Orioles here. Well, Cedric Mullins hits a leadoff home run and says, fuck all you cheating ass hoes wearing those cheating ass Astro jerseys. We're beating your asses today. And that's exactly what they did. 16 hits, 13 runs. Of course, they win 13 to three. <laughs> we're all sitting here watching it going, how is this happening Even on both sides, you know, at this point, Astro fans must be pulling out their hair from all angles. Wondering what the hell is going on here. The Orioles who were outscored 26 to 3 by the Astros last week at Camden Yards. Tuesday, they were already beating them up with a combined 22 runs in two games. Wild, wild game, folks. The Orioles pitchers threw 19 walks in those two games, and the offense still won both. I don't know. We just hit the Astros at the right perfect time, and they hit us at the right time. Game of baseball. Wow game. Wow game. Uh, was that a Yankees and Orioles game? It was about five years ago, and the, the Orioles won like 14 to 1. It was crazy. And the guy behind me with his wife, he was an Orioles fan. He was excited. He just kept looking to his wife all nine innings. Baseball's a wild game, isn't it, honey? Just a wild game. <laughs> It's right, it is a wild game. You just don't know how things are going to work out. Now, speaking of Cedric Mullins, unfortunately, well, no, I don't. Let's not use the word unfortunate. He's going to make the All Star game, but I say unfortunately because he's the sixth outfielder. Which, of course, reminds us it's all about the popular vote. I mean, for fuck's sake, he leads all American League players with 99 hits, all American League outfielders with a .942 OPS had someone uh, else send me a text. We started talking about the uh, uh, Cedric Mullins All-Star situation, and he says his uh, 3.7 war per fan graphs is the best of any American League outfielder. That's up against Trout, who's at 2.3, Judge at 2.5, and Hernandez at 1.1. Again, Cedric Mullins, his is 3.7. Steve Molesky posted a, a good breakdown of Mullins I want to read here. He says... He went 9 for 13 in that opening series at Boston, which included a 5 for 5 game in the series finale. It says by the end of April he was batting 337, but there were times in May that it seemed like Mullins bat was crashing back to earth. He was batting 291 in late May. Then came June, and so much for his bat cooling off. He posted a 1.172 OPS for the month, better than his mark of .932 in April and well above his .3732 in May. So Basically, Steve breaking it down, reminding everyone about Mullins, tearing shit up, quickly got hot again. It's going to be great to see Mullins in the all-star game. Well, maybe could see him bat seventh or eighth inning, maybe once, but hey, where he was a couple of years ago, all the way back down to Bowie. Now he's in the all-star game. he has got one of the best numbers in all of baseball in American league. Shit. I'm sure he's not complaining, but again, I'm going to use the word, unfortunately, He's not a starter, which he should be, but hey, it's just, just part of the popular vote. Again, in you know, a Wednesday, 5-2 to two win. Uh, there's absolutely no way on God's green earth a team like the Orioles sweep the Astros. If I was a betting guy, I would have put the money down. No way. The Astros are going to let this happen a third time, especially on the road. 0-4, first inning, one in the eighth. They won 5-2. to two. Bullpen that game did a phenomenal job. Scott Fry, Salser, all pitched a shutout. And uh, Cole Salser, I I don't know. He just, he still gives me uh, uh, bad heebie jeebies I guess, reminding me when uh, he used to try to be the Orioles' closer and would just shit the bed. But I don't know. He comes in every now and then. He's doing okay. So I guess keep doing what you're doing. That's all we've got. Only run score goes off Matt Harvey, of course. Again, like, like I said, the Orioles just basically caught the Astros at the right time because that next night, the Astros beat Cleveland 7-2. to Took their anger out on the uh, Cleveland Indians. Friday night, thought the Orioles were going to pull out four wins in a row. Unfortunately, the Anaheim Otanis, like I said, beat the Orioles bottom ninth 7-8. to <laughs> I'm laughing because after the game, Hyde says, Otani pretty much single-handedly beat us. And that was true. Um, he, He continues to say he's such a good player. I don't know what to say. The hottest hitter on the planet right now. I mean, he's just the hottest player in any sport right now. The guy's a freak. He says, it's just not driving the ball for base hits. It's deep home runs. You walk him. He's going to steal second on you. It's plus plus speed, plus plus power. And he's locked in. It's extremely challenging to face him. He says, best player on the planet. So Paul Fry, two and three, walked Otani with one out in the ninth. And, uh, you know, there we go. Score tied seven. And then we know what happened. Uh, Jared Walsh, 109 miles per hour off the bat. McKenna was playing right instead of hop along Santander, and that was it. But my goodness, man, Trey Mancini did crush a bomb that game 451 feet. And that's awesome that Mancini's uh making the, or going to be joining the home run Derby. I think that's great. There's so many batters that you'd love to see in home run Derby, even if they're not like a, you know, a sexy player or like I've always, I, I've said a million times on here. uh Still to this day, I would have loved to have seen Mark Reynolds in a home run Derby. Just see him crush it. But yeah, Trey Mancini just when he gets a hold of the ball, he just completely destroys it. He has some, like, superpower strength because some of those swings, the ball just continues. I think it's going to be a routine pop-up, shallow left, and it goes 430 feet. It's Like, how the hell did he do that? So that's going to be a lot of fun watching him in home run derby. Um, of course, sad to hear about Hunter Harvey, who is – i say he's struggling a little bit. He gives up a, a base hit or two, and you're like, oh, God, what's wrong with him? But he's going to be out for a month. Hyde says that uh, a lot of us were expecting worse, to be honest. It was the last pitch of his warm-ups, and he felt something in his armpit, kind of underneath the labrum area. He says, I think we're fortunate. We're hoping it's just a month. So we're not going to see Hunter Harvey coming out pitching for the Orioles. I don't know. You just sometimes, you know, something's wrong with these pitchers and they just don't seem right. They're not hitting their spots. It doesn't seem like they're getting much uh, velocity on the ball. So hopefully he heals up, comes back. We can watch some fun Hunter Harvey throwing 98 on the corners. Uh, So, all right, we've got the all-star game coming up. We've got the uh, MLB draft coming up. Second half of the season coming up. Anything that you're expecting to see the Orioles do in the second half, any players that you're expecting to see do well or anything that you want to get excited for maybe uh you send in yeah i got something exciting the oriole season's almost over either way i want to hear from you chaos at gmail.com also i've seen one or two movies lately i haven't mentioned them but they've just been so bad like just shit ass bad i don't want to mention them i don't even remember the name of the movie but that's what i want to do i, I that's how you can trust me that if i mention a show or a, or a movie it means that I really do hope or feel that you're going to enjoy it. So I got to get back on the track with watching good shit. Again, love to hear from you. Full Count Chaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see